Welcome to the Prosperity Perspective by DML, a conversation about how successful business owners invest their hard-earned money to preserve their wealth and what they might have done differently in hindsight. Thanks for joining me today. Today we're joined by uh, Chad Burmeister. Uh, Chad has had a, a sales guru, has had a distinguished career uh, working in both technology and communications platforms uh, as a sales executive and started some companies along the way. Um, thank you for joining us, Chad. Why don't we start by just sharing a little bit about yourself with the audience? Yeah, great to be here, Liam. Um, you know, I've I've always been kind of the corporate rebel would be the two words that I would use to describe myself. So when you know you you join your first job out of college, and and uh, I think I was too much for them. So eight nine months later, you know, didn't work out. And then my next job was amazing, where I was the num- you know I became the number one sales rep in the company at Airborne Express, and they put me through three months of amazing training, uh, field training in person. And then FedEx. So I, I had the luxury of going through a lot of really, really good training in my sales career. And then I've written four books on sales. Uh, I've started two two companies, actually three now, and I'm in the process of starting another one. And um, it's it's just been fabulous to to do right uh, to to be a sales professional and to help other people solve business problems. That's great. Yeah, we appreciate you being here today. Um, you know, the question that we're most intrigued about and would love your perspective on is, you know, as you've gone through those two, three, soon to be four companies, um, and you've you've slogged through those initial stages as an entrepreneur, and you, you've got it to growth, uh, and now you're at a profitability point where you know you don't have to worry about food putting food on the table or uh, taking care of the family. Uh, you've got some disposable income because your profitability, you know, likely crested a million dollars. What's the framework or strategic mindset that you kind of use in, in your first company in particular uh, to evaluate kind of how to spend the money and where to put it? Uh, what kind of choices did you make? And then, uh, you know, if we fast forward to today, how has that changed for you? Yeah, um, the first company I grew to four hundred forty-eight thousand dollars in my best year, and that was fifteen years ago. And then I discovered that I really wasn't—I didn't have the skills to be flying that airplane, so to speak. And so that's why I kind of went. And I say fifteen; it's it's way more than that. It's twenty-five, let's say. <laughs> so started my first company 22, 23, 25 years ago. And wasn't ready. So I went back to corporate America to earn my stripes and and figure out how to fly the airplane. So companies like Airborne, then FedEx, then WebEx. WebEx was amazing. Great levels of managerial training, certificate study program at UC Irvine. So I finally, after 20 years, felt like, okay, I'm ready now. I know how to do PL, I know marketing, I know sales. I know all of the aspects of running a business. I'm ready. And so the first month that I went back to being an entrepreneur, we signed $337,000 in customers. And so I realized, okay, I know how this dog hunts. I know how to fly the plane. And so at that point, I started hiring. I hired a little too fast. Um, my fixed cost because I did 337,000 in a month. I said, well, great. I can hire a COO, a director of ops, 
couple of people to do outbound, you know, and great. I've seen everybody do this before. What I failed to remember is they had $2 million in seed money, other people's money. In this case, I'm doing it on my own accord with no outside money. So I got to a point where I had a bad month. It was 30, we were doing 150,000 a month and I did a 30,000 a month. So I had a hard talk with the COO. Hey, we got to move down to more hourly. Um, we ended up parting ways because he did help me get the rocket off the launch pad. But now, hey, I didn't need that level of operational overhead. So my CFO said, Chad, I told you so. You need to line it up much more to flexible variable costs and keep the baseline of the fixed costs. And, and you know, you, you learn the lesson once and then, of course, you have to learn it again. <laughs> so, so I learned it again uh, in early 2021 when I had another bad month. But this time, my I knew how to react way quicker. First time took me months to react. This time it was, hey, Mr. CRO, we got to do this. Uh, Mr. Director of Ops, you're going to hourly. And Mrs. Director of Ops, you're amazing. You're full-time, no problems. So we quickly, you know, pivoted. Uh, and so anyway, you've got to be able to get your house right first. What's changed for me over the last couple of years, I've always been a believer. So I'm a I'm a Christian by by birth, I would say. My parents, my grandparents, it kind of passes through the generations. Thank goodness I love that because I know there's always something watching over me always. And so for the last couple of years, especially in that March timeframe of 2019, when I just shrunk down to 30,000, I was, you know, my wife and I were doing puzzles at night, just trying to do something other than think about how bad the business was doing at the time. And, and I prayed about it all the time. I'm like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Not what I want to do. What do you want me to do? And these people started showing up on my life that you wouldn't believe. So Robert White was the personal friend of the late, great John Denver. He did a four-day coaching session with John Denver and his whole company that caused him to write a song called The Gift You Are. And if and, and it took a year for John to write that song. And uh, so anyway, Robert, he's graduated 1.3 million people from his mindset classes over the last several years. He's a superstar. Then Rich Blakeman shows up out of the blue and we're doing these things at my fire pit. And it's like, Hey, Robert, come over to the fire pit. We'll have a glass of scotch and talk. And we start talking spirituality, belief. And, and so Rich joins the company. So now it's me and Robert and Rich. Then there's a Nick guy in my neighborhood that I met. He's in marketing. He helps me personal brand like you would not believe. So all this, before you know, we have 12 people sitting at the fire pit and we're planning this retreat called living a better story. And we just finally had our first event a month and a half ago in Utah, and there were 15 executives from all over the country that attended. So when I, I find that when I can hand over the keys to the car, and tr you have to not just fake it. Well, I'm going to ask God for a little bit of guidance. You have to go all in, and regardless of the ups and downs in the roller coaster, and just know that if it's an up, if it's a down part of the roller coaster. You have to take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other and say, all right, you're giving me something. And believe me, there's something that hit me upside the head recently where I was like, wait a second. I didn't, do it's fake news media coverage. And it caused this ripple effect of, 
60% loss in business within a month and a half. And, and yet I got a note from one of my former employers that I got stock options that came out of the blue, right at the, right in the nick of time. That's worth a lot of money. And then just good things happen because I put my faith in the outcome that's meant to be. And so that's the pancake flip that when you can just go and say, I'm trusting you here and there's no strings attached. That's when the most amazing things in life happen. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing those stories. Um, As you approach it from that faith-based perspective, what are the lenses or questions that you ask in terms of, you know, how, how you're investing your money and where you're placing your bets, right? Um, you know, you talked a little bit about the optimization of the financials for the early companies. Um, you know, why don't we take today as an example, right? You said there's new company on the horizon, right? So uh, there's definitely probably some capital that's involved there. Uh, you talked a little bit about, you know, coming, overcoming some challenges earlier in this year with the existing company. Right. So there's probably some capital there. Uh, I'm sure the family wants some capital. I'm sure, you know, private uh, personal investing wants some capital. Right. So what's kind of, you know, how do you determine where you place the capital and, and you know, where those strategic bets go for you? Um, it's, it's interesting. In March, when I had the hard month, I kind of did a deal with God and I said, all right, I've always had this number in mind, but inflation and things change. And now I'm a certain age. And I said, so let's just double that number that I had when I was in my twenties. And I said, if we double it, then that's, that's truly all I'm going to need. And so when I get over that, then we're going to, we're going to build at the time I said, we're going to build a church with the overage and I, and elevation church was what we went to in North Carolina. So I thought let's build one in Colorado. What better place than there? my dad owns 35 acres of property. So I said, all right, if I get to that number, then it takes a million to build that church. That's what they told me five years ago. So I didn't realize all this until I sat with a guy named Townsend Wardlaw in a meeting like this. And he pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. Chad, what do you want to do after the business? So let's say scale X, let's say you sell the company. Well, I want to take my wife on a one year long cruise. Okay. After that. And he just kept going to the afters. And I'm like, dude, this game's getting old. (laughs) And so finally, I was wearing this Elevation shirt that day. And I'm like, wait a minute. And it was under my other shirt. And I go, I haven't worn this shirt in like three years. And then I had a picture behind me on the wall of my grandfather who imparted on me this 10 words of wisdom that he sent me in eighth grade. Love your God, love your neighbor as yourself, build a respectable reputation, all of these top tens. Don't forget to smile, which I've always done very well, all this stuff, right? And and so I just kind of was like, wait a minute. Now I remember when I moved from North Carolina back home to Colorado, I wanted to build an elevation church. Well, it's, it's now morphing. So anyway, the long and the short is the million dollars is what I needed. And so I go and get a valuation of the business at the end of that year. This is how quick it can go from being in the dumps to being a multi-million dollar company. At the end of the year, I paid a third party $7,500 to go value the business based on everything. And he came back and said, it's worth 9 million 
$10,000. And the number was 8 million. And so he, so God's like, here, take your 8 million. I'm going to give you an extra million. And what I want you to, and then, and $10,000 on top, don't spend it all in one place. Right. I was like, you got to be kidding me that it can move that fast when you, when you have faith. So when I go through challenging times, it's like, wait, I've already been there, done that. I see what it's like when the roller coaster is at the bottom of the ride. And guess what? There's another top of the ride. So just hang on and enjoy it. Nice. So have you started building the church? So it's now getting bigger than that. The Living a Better Story retreat, we started to write a book called God-Centered Selling. And people threw darts, right? I'm not going to lie. Like it's, you're, you're on a totem pole that's pretty lonely up there. And then I reached out. I met this lady named Deb Brown Maher, and she wrote a book called Jesus-Centered Selling or something to that effect. And, and she's like, yeah, you wouldn't believe. Like one of my former pastors reached out and said, what do you mean, Jesus? Sell like Jesus is the name of the book. What do you mean? Jesus isn't a salesperson. Yeah, he's one of the best in the human history. <laughs> and guess what? He's not a used car salesman. He's a, good salespeople are good salespeople. So anyway, that that happened, and I'm now I'm now thinking about building an app, and it's instead of bringing people to a church. I want to flip it because I'm a I'm a rebel and an instigator. I want to bring, and it's not a church would be a wrong word, but it's in that context, bring the church to the people. And so there was this app called 75 Hard that I did. And you do two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. You read 10 pages in a book, you drink a gallon of water, you can't drink alcohol for 75 days, and there's probably one or two that I missed. And it held me accountable to a structure that I thought, I see it. Why can't I do something similar in a viral app that everyone wants to be part of? Pay it forward with something. Maybe you say something nice to someone. 365 days a year, right? Imagine if a million people in America or the world started doing that or donate something to a charity that's more than a dollar once a week. Just little things. Pray what is your will for me today? Like, you don't have to get advanced and sophisticated, just build a connection. What do you want for me? And you can say it in a grumpy old voice or in a happy voice, it doesn't matter. But as long as, so I want to deliver this app that's more than just a local physical plot of land so that uh, it's almost pay it forward 2.0, right? That, that movie was amazing back in the day. And uh, we, we actually had a friend in Orange County, uh, and this, this makes me think of this, Blaze was the kid's name, and he was murdered brutally. And it was my, my financial advisor's son. So my kids were both friends with him across the street. And so he came up with the website, Blaze It Forward. And it's all in memory and honor of this 20-year-old kid that came home for, you know, came home for Christmas holiday or the holidays over December, they're Jewish family. So came home for Hanukkah and was brutally murdered by a pretty racist guy. And so blaze it forward that, you know, me and my family, uh, that next weekend 
took $500 out of a bank and $20 bills each. And we went down to downtown Denver and we just found homeless people and said, Hey, this is in memory and honor of blaze, you know, and, and really wanted the blaze it forward movement. And it became, it's a movement. Like you could be in a drive through now and someone will say blaze it forward. So there's that theme under it all of bringing the church to people rather than bringing people to the church. Hmm. Would you say that's the most exciting thing that you're working on today in your mind? Or is there something different that, uh, what's the most exciting piece for you? Uh, well, Robert, Robert has the ability to come in and, and re and defragment your operating system. So you come through four days with Robert and you're going to leave a totally different, your, your thinking is going to be different. So I've solved half the puzzle. I can, I can defragment people's hard drives. The other, I'm not a scholar on religion. I, I, I practice Christianity, but I'm not a mastermind at it. I'm looking for the, the counterpart to Robert to be able to bring. And I, and I think he may be Daryl because the Daryl, Daryl uh, who came to the event, he's pretty fabulous. So I think he can be the, the other part. Um, but I also think we need to surround ourselves with people who think in the new way of the world thinking, but also have the biblical understanding because generations before us have seen on, a, you know, here's a good one. My son, when he went through some very interesting burn stuff lately, and now he's fully healed six weeks later, almost fully healed. And um, he said, dad, on a scale of one to 10, what level of pain have you ever experienced in your life? And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, that's interesting. Because now when I'm not in pain, like, okay, maybe an eight or a nine, like broken arm, or I was in a car accident, hip, head on the windshield. And my friend is a Marine. And he said, I'll tell you exactly. I've been shot. I've been blown up and I've been stabbed. And none of those were the most painful. A kidney stone was the most painful. <laughs> and, he, and he's talked to uh, women who've been pregnant and said, yeah it was more painful to pass a kidney stone than it was to have a baby or very similar. Uh, one of the people on my team just went through that. So if we think about the political landscape we're in, the just everything going on in the world on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being, this is the most terrible time in the history of the universe. If you really look at it at 30,000 feet and say, wait a second, we've, you know, the, the movies played out over and over and over again, and there's an answer to the movie and it's, and it's love and not fear. And there's too much fear going on right now. So I feel like that's what, that is the most exciting thing because I think the country's sick, the world is sick. And if, if I can, I don't need the victory. I don't need to do the march and say, look at me, I did this. But if I can be this tiny little spark on the back end of this furnace and I get to see it, then I'd be really, really happy just walking down the street with a big smile going, wow, I had an impact on the nation and the world to lean into love and away from fear. Like to me, that's the, that's the huge task that the Robert, Rich, Chad, and Arjun Club are working on right now. Very nice. 
What, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here, what, what would be the one thing that you would want to kind of leave with our listeners in terms of, you know, from your experience and as we talk about kind of this perspective on prosperity and you're talking about love and faith and how that all ties into your journey, uh, you know, what's that piece of advice that you would give? Um, it's super easy for me when life hits you and it will, if it hasn't today, it will tomorrow. If it hasn't tomorrow, it will the next day. Like, you know, it's going to hit you and you're going to go, Whoa, what do I do? And I remember one time I did a blog post and this guy reached out and said, Hey, can I, can I talk to you? And I told him this one simple thing. He, he was alcoholism. He had two kids. He was about to get kicked out of his house and evicted and he was about to become homeless. And and it was tough. And he called and he goes, do you mind? And I was like, yeah, fine. Anytime. Let's talk for an hour. And so I just gave him the one simple thing that goes, your will be done. And I said, just do me. Can you, can you commit to asking that? You don't have to get sophisticated 21 days in a row. Let's get to habit forming level, at least let it have a chance to sink in. And then you just have to listen. For me, it comes in the way of dreams at night. And then they it's like parables. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, that got it. So I go, just humor me and do that. And so he did it. And he called me about two years later. And he was like, Chad, you're not going to believe it. I saved my house, my marriage. I'm now the director. And he was trying to sell me something at his company that he worked for. And he had two employees that worked for him. So no matter how tough it gets, it doesn't matter. No matter if you've done anything, whether you did something wrong or other people say you did something wrong and you really didn't, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And that's what the beauty is in the eyes of your creator. You're here for a purpose. And if you ask for it and you get in alignment with it, look out world because really amazing things can happen. Appreciate you sharing today, Chad, and sharing some of those stories and you know some of the guidance and experience that you've had through your journey. Um, What's the best way for our listeners to be able to connect with you? Uh, you can, I have a personal site and there's actually a book time with me on there. Um, so I'm happy to meet with anybody. If something hits you today and you say, you know what? You don't understand. I got to ask you this. I'd be really, I'm happy to meet. And that's one of those things, right? Where I used to optimize for time and everything. Now it's no, no. If someone needs to talk to me for a reason, then book me. So chadburmeister.com. And it's right in the middle of the page. Click the link. I'll meet you 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. It doesn't matter. I'm happy to talk. Appreciate that, Chad. Thanks for joining us and uh, have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you, Liam. Thank you for joining us today on The Prosperity Perspective. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, please head over to theprosperityperspective.com where you can hear from other successful business owners on their approach to investments. On our website, you'll be able to learn more about how DML Capital currently helps other business owners, like yourself, diversify their investments and grow their wealth. Take our short quiz to see if you're ready to take the next steps toward your financial success. 